the sports fan on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops here, delighted that you're along as always, and we're uh, very happy to have Tyree Smith of ABC 10 kind enough to lend us his time, and you know he's joining us via AirPods. And Tyree, first of all, thank you for being here. I don't believe that we've ever had a guest on the show via AirPods, so thank you for being here and for being a trendsetter. Listen, man, I'm always here to set new things, man, and we're gonna see how these AirPods. We're gonna, folks, quote-unquote, AirPods work, all right? We're going to see if it gives you the right signal, if you can keep hearing me, and yeah, man, set, breaking new ground. Is this the first time that you're using these AirPods? Like, have you had them before, but this is just the first time you're on air with them? No, I've, I've used them before, most definitely. Never really used them on a call too much, but I've heard they work wonders, so I'm trying to I'm trying to fit in with the, uh, the cool kids now. <laughs> And by doing that, you're making our show cool. So we appreciate that. Uh, we do have a lot, to, <laughs> lot to get into today. The NHL announced their return to play plan last night. And what could the NBA learn from it? All that and more, plus the NFL divisions. We look ahead to what the projected division standings will be and who is the team best equipped to go from worst to first. Plus, we'll play a game of Entourage. All that and more over the course of the next hour. But did you have a good uh, good Memorial Day, first and foremost, Tyree? It was nice. It was nice. I um, I was at work, but, I mean, made the most of it. You know, it wasn't too too crazy um, as a normal um, day would. So it was a nice Memorial Day. It was nice. You get out and enjoy the weather? Oh, come on now. You know I had to. You know I woke up in the morning, got a nice workout in, and just looked in the sky like, wow. The UP doesn't snow all the time. No. Nope. I like it. <laughs> I tell you what. It, it, it brought me a lot of good things. So, did you enjoy yours? I did. I enjoyed mine. I took it easy. I watched some, you know, movies, do whatever. I pretty much celebrated it like a regular day, but it was nicer weather outside. There we go. That's what matters. The weather, man. I'm telling you. I tell you what. Um, I do want to get into the return to play plan, but I do got to give this shout out here before we uh, get too far into anything. Last week I was on here doing a show, Tyree. There's a, a trend from The Athletic, the online sports newspaper, and they gave right. seven of their writers $50 each, and they said, whoever, we're going to have a contest, and whichever of you can come up with the most obscure sports memorabilia items from eBay without going over the $50 I give you wins. And I don't know what they won or what the results of that contest were. So I was here on the sports pen last week doing that, and it might have been Jake Durant who was on with me that day. I think it was. So I've, I'm on eBay, and I'm looking at weird sports memorabilia and trying not to go over $50. And I, I thought I put together a really good list. But one of the things right. I was most intrigued by, like the thing I thought was most interesting, was a J.J. Hardy Milwaukee Brewers nesting doll, like one of those Russian dolls you open up, and there's a smaller one inside, and then you open that one, yeah. and there's another smaller one. They had one of J.J. Hardy, and I thought, you know what, that's the coolest thing that I think of the ones that I found. So I'm checking my mail yesterday, and I find this package. It's from Federal Way, Washington, and I had no idea what this was. I opened it up. Somebody anonymously bought me this Russian nesting doll. It's on my Telfax right now. I'm looking at it, and I someone anonymously bought this doll, from, and they shipped it from Federal Way. Uh, way Washington. There was no other name on it except the shipper, and uh, so I, whoever did that, I want to reach out and say thank you for taking the time listening and you know listening to us go through this nonsense and doing something nice, you know, giving back throughout the world. So I just thought that was really cool. I had to give that shout out. That was awesome. No, that's cool. Hey, all right. I like um, <laughs> I, I like a uh, a nice LeBron jersey. Lakers, you know, just throwing that out there. I'm not going to draw my address, but just throwing that out there. If I that get a J.J. Hardy nesting doll, Tyree is going to want something, too. So Tyree is looking for that LeBron <laughs> Laker jersey, whoever's got the hookup. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. I would love it, man. That would make my year, I'm telling you. I tell you what, what else would make your year and would make mine, too, is if we do get the opportunity to see LeBron play for a championship. We know the NHL is going to restart. They announced their plan late yesterday. And uh, I, I tell you what, Tyree, I really do like this plan. It's ambitious, and it was from the get-go, but 24 teams. And, you know, here's why I like that more and more, Tyree. And it, it relates to what Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers said. You know, Portland right now, is on the outside looking in for the traditional NBA playoff picture. And he said, you know what, even if we were to make the playoffs, 
I don't think we have a championship team. What would be the point of me risking not only COVID-19, but risking injury going out there and playing in a meaningless season? I think you can make the same yeah. argument for a lot of a lot of teams that uh, wouldn't be in contention, like the Warriors. Why would Steph Curry possibly risk uh, playing the rest of the year only to know he's not going to the playoffs? Uh, he could risk injury or risk getting COVID-19 or something like that. So this is why I like that plan is because what the NHL did kind of addresses the way Damian Lillard feels. And I don't blame him for feeling that way. I agree. You got to look, uh, you got to look, you know, down the road to uh, later on in your career and not risk injury. But the NHL did this in the sense that they know that there's not 24 teams that are capable of contending for a championship. But all these teams have local TV and radio broadcast, and those broadcast rights got to go fulfilled. That's a lot of money that gets wasted otherwise. So they take 24 teams that could realistically play for something, and if 24 to 31, the other seven will go directly to the draft lottery, and they're able to fulfill all those TV and media contracts while still making it a competitive atmosphere where they can reward the teams toward the top of the standings with a first-round buy. So the more and more I think about it that way, the more I like the plan the NHL put in place. It's more, it's, it's kind of like giving, it's kind of like giving everybody a shot, even though, even though you probably don't deserve it, if we're going to talk about where we left off um, when everything got postponed, but it's still giving people a shot because the season wasn't over, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, I think, that's what I like about it. it, it may not, um, you know, it may not seem all fair in aspects, but it's giving people a fair shot. So, like, I know we were talking about this earlier on um, uh, ABC, how some people weren't really, they, were, they weren't really too happy, possibly, because, you know, a lower, I guess, quote-unquote, tier team could be, like, upset a higher tier team, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the idea is just to, the season wasn't over. You know, there was games left to be played. So we're trying to give the people who were still in the running a fair shot. And I like it. I think NBA should definitely do that. You know, well, I like this NHL format. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, I think the NBA should definitely look into that. And for our listeners who ha- are not familiar, this is kind of the outline of the NHL format. They're taking the top 12 teams in each conference, the remaining seven teams that don't qualify for this uh, weird playoff format, will go directly to the draft lottery. The remainder of the season, the regular season is over. We're going directly into the hockey playoffs, and it will be played entirely in two hub cities. There are ten cities that have made the finalist cut for the NHL. Uh, It would be Las Vegas, Toronto, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, St. Paul, Vancouver, Los Angeles, or Pittsburgh. Two of those ten cities are going to host the entirety of of the NHL playoff, the uh, remainder of this season. Um, There will be comprehensive testing in place at every site. Training camps will not open before January the 1st. They'll get a few weeks to get back in shape, and then they'll play into the fall in the Stanley Cup Finals. So this is interesting, Tyree, in the sense that how they they were able to divvy up the – or at least – make a bracket. So we mentioned the top four teams in each conference will get a bye. There's going to be a play-in round for the 5 through 12 teams. So the 5th ranked team will play the 12th ranked team. The 6 seed gets the 11. The 7 draws the 10. And the 8 will play the 9. Meanwhile, the top four seeds are not being seeded. We just know they're the four best teams of each conference. They're going to play like pool play. They're going to do a round robin, play each other, and that's going to determine who is 1 through 4. The play-in round will be best of five, and then the first and second rounds of the playoffs have not been determined whether that's going to be best of five or best of seven, and then the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final will be your traditional best of seven. So it's weird, it's off the grid, but you know what? Here's the thing, Tyree, no matter who wins their respective championships this year in hockey or basketball, there's going to be an asterisk next to it. You know that somebody is going to say this is just the COVID Cup. You know, we should just go ahead and pack in this season. It's ridiculous. And whoever does end up winning it, th- there are going to be a lot of people who say it wasn't fully deserved. There's an asterisk next to it. Here's my message for the NBA and the NHL. Embrace the asterisk. If you know this is going to be a weird, you know, uh, run to the championship and the champion may not get full credit, 
embrace that. Go as wacky as possible. Make it something memorable and maybe see if something sticks. This is your perfect chance to experiment. The NHL is doing that. Exactly. See, I'm glad you said that, Sandy, because this is my idea. This is my, like, like thought process. Like, it, like let, let's say, um, you know, let's say some team that nobody really saw comes out of nowhere and wins the cup, right? Wins mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup. And then somebody wins the NBA Finals, like, um, let me think of some lower team. Let me see. Uh, Pelicans. Let's just throw that out there, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that it doesn't, like, it's not, it, it wasn't conventional, it wasn't fair, it was the COVID Cup, it's nonsense because these athletes have been out for months. Mm-hmm. They're out of shape. And then to get to put the work in, to try and cram all of this material, all of the plays, all of the um, physical, mental conditioning to come back and play a conventional type of playoff setting that's wild and wacky, that already has your body out of whack, and you win it, that's ridiculous. I think you deserve that because somehow you was able to overcome the difficulty that COVID-19 brought to this country yep. and the rest of the world. Absolutely. The fact that you were able to overcome that and still win the championship makes you more deserving of the championship, in my opinion. Yep, I opinion. agree. I share that. I share that opinion with you. And honestly, Tyree, the NHL's kind of set the standard, set the bar in a way that if the NBA does come back and they go with their traditional format, the top eight teams in each conference, I'm going to be disappointed. I, I hope they don't do that. I hope they make it something wacky, you know, whether that's – I've heard uh, taking conferences out of it completely – and just taking the top 16 best records, regardless of conference, and then seeding them 1 through 16. I've heard that. Brian Windhorst was on uh, was he on Get Up earlier yesterday, and he was talking about how uh, there, there's a possibility the NBA might look to pool play. We might have uh, separate pools, kind of like what the World Cup does. You know, you play the other three teams in your pool, and the top two <laughs> move on to, like, a knockout round or something like that. I, at this point, I'm going to be disappointed if the NBA does stick to the traditional playoff format. And I exactly, I think there are so many NBA teams that have so much to, still to play for, that had so much basketball left in them, that they deserve a shot to win this. Like this COVID nineteen thing really was so unfair to every team, not just the top team. So you need to find some way to make it fair, and I understand that. that and I love that you said that this is great experimenting because it is. It's like if um, it's almost like let's say this is hypothetical, folks. Let's say this became um, the COVID nineteen crisis. It continued throughout college football season and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then this forces the college football committee to expand expand the playoffs, experimenting things mm-hmm. of that sort. I think that could be very beneficial them to take this terrible situation and try and make some good out of it, which is why I like this playoff format that they're trying to go with. Now, I'm just saying, if they expand the, the college football playoffs, <laughs> let's go, because I know that's been a discussion for a very long time. Let's go. But, you know, I'm just throwing out there, hypothetical, folks, hypothetical. I tell you what, let me give you the playoff matchups for the NHL here before we go to break. In the qualifying round, the Eastern Conference, the five-seed Pittsburgh will take on number 12 Montreal. The six-seeded Hurricanes will battle the 11-seeded Rangers. Seven-seeded Islanders will take on the 10th-seeded Panthers. And the eighth-seeded Maple Leafs get the ninth-seeded Blue Jackets. The top four seeds in the Eastern Conference, Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, and Tampa Bay. Out west in the qualifying round, the 5-12 matchup, you would have Edmonton taking on Chicago. Six-seeded Nashville will get number 11, Arizona. Seventh-ranked Vancouver will draw number 10, Minnesota. And number 8, Calgary will play number 9, Winnipeg. The top four seeds, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas. There is a plan in place for the NHL, and we can't wait to see what it is and what the NBA is going to do with all this as well. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, who's got the best shot at going worst to first in their respective NFL divisions? Next on ESPN-UP. M-Bank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. 
When you bank with MBank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision making that moves at the speed your business moves. MBank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let MBank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. MBank, community focused, client driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoop. seems to be somebody, Tyree, somebody who finished dead last in their division, and then they surprise everyone next year, and they end up winning it. The fourth-place teams in every NFL division last year were the Cardinals, the Lions, the Redskins, the Panthers, the Bengals, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Jaguars. First of all, Tyree, I'll give you a moment to come up and speculate with that a little bit and think about that, but uh, first I want to give you mine. Honestly, Tyree, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to bet on them to win their division, but the team I'd be least surprised to see make the jump from worst to first would be the Arizona Cardinals because that division <laughs> is so wide open. It is, you know, you're, you're going to get battle tested, absolutely. But, man, I like what Cliff Kingsbury is implementing there. Kyler Murray, I think, is poised to take another step forward after a really successful rookie season, and you give him DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins – for Cliff Kingsbury to play with. That is so exciting to me that I'm not, I'm not betting that they're going to win that division, but they're the team that I think has the best shot of anybody who finished in the cellar last year. Listen, I'm honestly really, really, really happy you said that because it was it was tough. I was talking, I was talking to some people um, earlier today, and I, I, it's either, honestly, if I choose two teams, it'd be Cardinals, and Dolphins, mm. definitely. Now, let me give you my my, my quick synopsis on this. Okay. Cardinals, they have Kyler Murray possibly winning the MVP, which I completely I understand. His skill set, he just grows as the season goes on. And he has Z-Hop now. Kenyon Drake has a full, is going to have more time to understand that offense instead of just being thrown in there. And when he was just thrown in there, remember the numbers he was putting up. You had him on <laughs> You remember that. Yep, he forced uh, David Johnson back early because he was scared he was going to lose his job. And he did. He did. Now he's on the Texans. I'm telling you, that offense is going to be good with Larry still being a good, just, I want to say, uh, a good safety net. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, man, that offense is going to be wondrous. I can't wait to see that. Now, in terms of the Dolphins, let me tell you who they got, right? Their offense. Uh, Tua's quarterback when Ryan Fitzpatrick is a backup who's a very good backup. If you guys see Martin Fitzpatrick play, he knows what he's doing back there. Mm-hmm. Running backs. You have Jordan Howard. You have Matt Breida. You have Miles Gaskett. I think that is a pretty stable line of running backs. Mm-hmm. And the receivers, Devontae Parker, just, you know, he just caught over 1,100 yards last season. No big deal. <laughs> and then he signed a big extension because he deserved it. Then you have Alan Hearns, who was a dominant force back in Jacksonville, if you remember that. And then you also have Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson. Those are two great slot guys, very fast as well. And then tight end, Mike Gusecki. Uh, Gusecki. You remember Notre Dame tight end. You know him. <laughs> Come on. I know you remember him. That is a good tight end. That is a great offense right there. I'm telling you, with the rebuilding line that they drafted, and then the defense, Xavier Howard, um, um, Byron Jones, they got all of these guys. I think if uh, Brian, um, Brian Flores can figure out just a way to get them all to click, that's going to be a dare, dangerous, dangerous team. I'm Not glad. The Bills, but Dolphins, they got something over there. I'm glad that you brought up Miami because that division, of course, the king of that division for the last two decades has since left and went down to Tampa and now it's a lot more wide open. Jim Kelly of course coming out and saying that if we, meaning the Buffalo Bills, don't win the division then something is seriously wrong and to me that 
is him looking directly at Josh Allen. Well, it's it's got prove me year for Josh Allen. Can he be a successful NFL quarterback or not? And then Miami, like you said, they've got the pieces there. I really do like Brian Flores. I, I didn't. I don't think anyone expected him to win his first year, but they clearly saw something they liked in him. With the, the Dolphins did Art Ross and staff. They clearly saw something they liked in him when they brought him over from New England. And I don't think anyone really expected them to be good in in the you know that first year and I, I do think that he's the right guy for the job I think he's his leadership qualities I think put him up put him up there among the best in the NFL I would say Miami except for Bilicek I just I really do think Bilicek is going to find a way to win at least 11 games this year with Jared Stidham yeah. oh yeah I think they'll make the playoffs they'll go no worse than 11 and 5 wow that's Listen, yeah, he might be the greatest coach of all time next to Lombardi and all these other great names. But, like, I don't – I honestly, I can't really tell you anybody that team has. Right, Besides well, the defense, that true. offense is very lackluster. Okay, they got Muhammad Sanu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's one decent name. But who did they have outside of that? Right. Nikhil Harry did not shine as we thought he would, but he just – he had injuries and stuff, so I won't give him too much of a of a neck. Running backs, all right, they had James White. They got Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle fell off mm-hmm. um, from his rookie season, so we don't know what to expect of him in year three. James White's never been a workhorse type of a back, so they don't really know what they got in there. And then tight end, well, they don't have Rob. <laughs> I don't know who they have at tight end, to be honest with you. Uh, ben and, Watson just retired. I think he was going to be the guy there, so I don't know who they have either. They're going to use 38, 39, almost 40-year-old. Okay. Well, all right. That's – there you go. That's the problem. We have Jared Stidham. He didn't even do well his final year at Auburn. That's why his draft stock fell to third or fourth round status. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I don't see – I don't see anything that's going to – that's jumping out to me that says that's an 11-win team, you know? Yeah, but they, they didn't think that about Tom Brady either when he came sixth round out of Michigan and – Belichick was able to get the best out of him. I, I just I'm not gonna deny Belichick. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, and I don't necessarily think they're gonna win that division. But I I've seen it too many times where Belichick just he's the master. He is the greatest coach of all time. That I don't think he's capable of losing 11 games in a single season. No, I don't think. Yeah, I understand where you come from with that, but I don't know, man. He's gonna. If Greg Stidham comes the next time, Brady, I am going to be mad because, boy, I did not see that coming. But I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see what, what, what Belichick sees in Stidham, but that's why I'm not coaching the NFL. Yeah. I just talk about this stuff. Hey, they so. drafted him for a reason, and they're sticking with him. Although, honestly, Tyree, I don't know what they have to lose at this point by signing Cam Newton. I really don't. shot right now. You can probably get him on a value deal, too. That's what I'm Tanner, you read my mind. I don't <laughs> understand. And also, is he not better than Mason Rudolph? Come <laughs> yeah, on, Hodges. man. <laughs> Hodges? Come on. You guys, you guys gotta do better than that. Just, just use logical thinking. You can get him for cheap. He's already had a nice match deal before. I don't think he's looking for that right now. He's looking to prove himself. He, that's exactly what James Winston's doing. That's why we signed him. He wants to learn and then, and then uh, then improve and then show that he's still a franchise quarterback. Why can't Cam do that? Do and do that somewhere else? I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought up Jameis Winston because I was about to ask you. You have one game you got to win. 
Who do you put as your starting quarterback, Jameis or Cam? One game? Mm-hmm. Cam. Really? Why Cam? Cam has been to the Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs. He's been in those pressure situations where he's not – I'm not doubting Jameis to do it because he did it a lot at Florida State. But Cam, that year was so pressure-filled mm-hmm. for that team to succeed. And then when he had to go against one of the best Peyton Manning, he couldn't do it. I get that. But he understands what it takes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Jameis Winston understands what it takes on this type of level, on this type of scale yet. Jameis is 26-year-old, folks. He's, that's a young guy. <laughs> like, he's only two years, or, or I think one year older. No, honestly, he's the same age as Dak Prescott, folks. <laughs> I want you guys, to, I want you guys to, to keep that in mind. Jameis is the same age as Dak Prescott. So he has time to learn and grow and understand um, and understand how the NFL works when you get to the postseason. Cam already knows it. And I, he, you saw what he did at Auburn as well. Mm-hmm. You saw what he did at Auburn. You saw what he did with the Panthers. He knows how to handle that type of pressure. And I don't know. I feel like Jameis is just going to mess up somehow and throw an interception, which is what, what we do not need. And I think Cam would just take off, and I'd rather have that than an interception. So. All right. All right. I respect that. Uh, I did want to go a little bit deeper with NFL division, specifically predictions for this year, but I'm glad we went down that road talking about Cam Newton because I think that's a conversation that needs to be had. So let's do this, Tyree, in our final few minutes here of the segment. Let's play a game of Entourage, and they were doing this on the Will Kane show yesterday, and they had some good discussions, as I'm sure you and I will too. You are getting to pick your Entourage. Now you pick one person from each of the following categories, who is in your crew, your unit, who's coming out and hanging out with you at the clubs. This is what you have to choose from. You have one actor, one coach. It can be any sport, any level, one coach, one ESPN personality, and one sports mascot. It can be any sport, any level. What do you think, Tyree? Anybody jump out to you? Anyone that you'd want to party with from any of those categories? I Honestly, as soon as you said that, I kind of already have my team. Do you? Yeah. All right. You ready to hear it? Yeah, lay it on me. All right. Now, actor, Samuel L. Jackson. Good one. That's my favorite actor of all time, so we got to go Samuel L. Jackson. Coach, Mike Tomlin. Okay. Uh, ESPN uh, personality, Stephen A. Smith. Okay. All right. You're going to have a loud, boisterous group, but I like it. A lot of voice, a lot of loud. <laughs> and then... The, uh, what's it called, the, the mascot, I think we're going to go with Miami. The Miami Dolphin? No, no, Hurricanes. Oh, you're going to, with the duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think how much fun that group would be. Like, just you with Mike Tomlin, Stephen A. Smith, Samuel Jackson, and the Miami Hurricanes duck. That's what I'm saying. You see, Tanner, you see my thinking. I think that would be awesome. That's going to be super loud, but that's okay because I'm a loud person too. So I think it will work wonders with that group. By the way, uh, I forgot his name. I had to look it up quick. It's Sebastian, and I guess he's not a duck. He's an ibis. I don't know if that's right, but Sebastian the uh, ibis. Yeah, I was always really confused. I didn't really, I didn't really understand it too much either. But you just say hurricanes, I guess. I don't know. I don't right. know. That's weird. weird nope. over there. No one is touching that entourage with Tyree, Samuel Jackson, Mike Tomlin, and Sebastian. With Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, that's right. I knew I was forgetting somebody. Stephen A. Smith, Mike Tomlin, Samuel Jackson, Sebastian, and Tyree. If I got to throw a before, I'm not, honestly, I've had time to think about I came up with this segment, and I'm not even close to you know, as quick as you were. <laughs> you know, it depends if I'm thinking about it. It depends, and I know I'm overthinking this, what we're doing. Like, where are we going? Like, are we going out for a dinner? Are we going out to the club? Because, you know, if we're going out clubbing, I'm picking Cliff Kingsbury. I think Cliff Kingsbury would be the guy that you want to be out with, like, on Saturday okay. night. But if you're having just, like, a dinner party, I'd pick Mike Leach because he would just be great. He would be just comical. Um, Mike Leach? Mike Leach? How great. Don't tell me you wouldn't love to hang out with Mike Leach. Mississippi State quarterback? I mean, not quarterback, coach. The coach, 
Wow. <laughs> King of the Press That is, oh my goodness. I, I, you would definitely learn a lot, I'll tell you that. If I'm picking my favorite, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say favorite. I don't know if I have a favorite actor, but if I'm thinking about somebody I'd like to pick, one actor, oh, there's a lot that come to mind, Tyree. I'd, here are my honorable mentions. I would think about The Rock. I'd seriously consider The Rock. Uh, no one would bother us. We would, I mean, <laughs> he'd be the muscle. Um, no one would bother you at all. You're right about that. I think a Rob Riggle. I think he would be really funny. Um, I think, though, I'm gonna, the answer I'm going to give you is a guy that, uh, I can't say that either. I was going to say he uh, has not missed on any of the movies he's been in. Except Days and Confused. I hated Days and Confused. I'm going with McConaughey. I'm going to pick McConaughey as the actor. Matthew McConaughey! <laughs> All right! Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then Stop for mascot, I don't. it's probably makes sense to say the Notre Dame mascot, even though he's human. But I've actually met that guy, and he's he's fine. He's a cool guy. Um, but I think there's... Do you think he would be cool to go to the club with? No, no, that's what I'm thinking. Um... <laughs> Favorite mascots? Shoot, I would, uh, I think Mr. Met would be kind of weird. Like, he might be cool at first, but I feel like I'd get tired of him. Um, yeah. I, honestly, what about the, um, what about the, uh, the, the Blue Devils, Duke? Oh, the Blue Devils, yeah, it's a possibility. I do I like, that's a good one. I'm a Penguins fan, and I do like Penguins in general. I think about Iceberg, the Pittsburgh Penguins mascot. Really? I, I think he'd be in consideration. Um, it's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna go with this list here. I think I'm gonna go with McConaughey. I'll go okay. with Cliff Kingsbury uh, okay. slash Mike Leach, depending where we're going. Um, did I miss any category? Oh no, I didn't get my ESPN personality. Did I? Uh, I'm going with Stugatz from the Dan Levitard show. Oh. <laughs> Think about that crew. I'm going out with McConaughey, with Stu Gotts, with Mike Leach, and with potentially Iceberg, the Pittsburgh Penguins mascot. I think that's a wild crew. <laughs> uh, Bernie Brewer, I think he'd be kind of cool. He'd probably have access to all the best drink drinking spots. He'd probably know. You, you know, if I could just throw, if throw in one extra random guy, yeah. I, think I, w- I think I would throw in Dave Chappelle. Oh, good one. Yeah. Good one. Kevin Hart? Great Kevin Hart and I are going to have a lot of talking to do. Me and him are going to have a lot of talking to do. I think I got to go Dave Chappelle because Dave just does whatever he wants, and I love it. <laughs> Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Let's take our next time out. When we come back, we're looking at some NFL divisional predictions, what we like and don't like. Next on ESPN-UP. Lawns and gardens grow better on topsoil than on rocks. Ishpeming Concrete is now open for you to get your planting season started. Get a half yard of topsoil gently loaded into your pickup truck for just 18 bucks. That's a whole lot less than the 25 bags you'd need from the home store. Sweeten up your plantings and fix your lawn from the ravages of winter. Topsoil, the softer side of Ishpeming Concrete. 400 Stone Street behind Robbins Flooring. Open weekdays 8 till 4.30. Locally owned with a total commitment to quality there's no contact paying with a credit card and you don't need to leave your vehicle now open saturdays seven to noon now back to the sports pad here's tanner who
nothing against New Jersey. I just didn't think New Jersey did anything like that at all. <laughs> the Garden State, I guess we know what, we're, what they're growing in those gardens and plants. All right, go Jersey. <laughs> I tell you what, the NFL uh, power index did come out, and so have the Vegas odds. And collectively, Tyree, Vegas has helped us predict what each division is going to look like, what the final divisional standings are going to be for all eight divisions this season. So I want to run these by you. I'm sure we'll get good discussion to see what we like, what we don't like about this. Let's start in the AFC and with the North, where the and this, this isn't from any specific sports book. It's more like a collective, uh, collective. I don't know, measurement of all the sports books or some of the major ones in Vegas, how they're predicting the standings are going to come down uh, and look. And in the North, they have Baltimore repeating as divisional champions, followed by Pittsburgh, who, based on their uh, system, would also be a playoff team as a wild card, followed by Cleveland, who would be the first team left out of the playoff picture, and then Cincinnati bringing up the rear. What do you think about those, Tyree? Oh, interesting. Honestly, I think Cleveland's going to be second. Really? Over Pittsburgh? I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, honest, honestly, I think that that Cleveland team had so much raw talent mm-hmm. that they needed a year to figure it out. They needed a year to fail so they know what it's like. And now I think they're just going to blow up. I right. really think they're going to blow up. I do think that Pittsburgh is going to be a playoff team, though. They were right on the cusp in Week 17 last year, and that with two below-average quarterbacks. And honestly, Pittsburgh's got a good roster that if Roethlisberger comes in and he's just better than Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph, and we know he's going to be, Pittsburgh should be a playoff team. I agree. And it's, it's seven teams. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I wonder what this playoff index has with the AFC playoff team. That's Absolutely. Oh, I don't know. That's, yeah, honestly, I think it'll, I think it, that division will go Baltimore, Cleveland, um, Pittsburgh, and then I forgot the last team. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati. I, I don't know no offense to Joe Burrow, but I don't really – I think that team needs a year to grow. I don't think Joe Burrow's just going to come up in there and make a playoff team out of them right away. Mm-hmm. But they'll definitely win some more games. Right, but they'll be better. Uh, how about how about the South? The champion predicted by the Vegas Sportsbooks collectively, Indianapolis. They have the Colts bouncing back with Philip Rivers at the helm, followed by Tennessee, who is a playoff team, as Vegas is expecting Tyree as a wild card, followed by Houston, who misses the playoffs, and then Jacksonville bringing up the rear. Wow. Um, huh. I would, wow. Actually, I would rather say... Honestly, I think Tennessee would win that. I don't think yeah. Indianapolis. Wow, really? I, I think the thought process there is that Jacoby Brissett had a really good team around him, and Philip Rivers is going to have a really good team around him this year. Uh, but Brissett, he, he had his moments, but they they faltered about the midway point in the season. You bring in a veteran, a proven leader, and a guy who's going to go down as a quarterback that's better than people are going to think of him. But he, he's uh, a but he is. I, I do think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. And honestly, if he's just a little bit better than Jacoby Brissett, just like Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, if he's just a little bit better than the guys replacing, they have a good enough roster. They can make some noise. Now, does that mean winning the division? I don't know. But there's not a whole lot that moves the needle for me with Tennessee uh, from last year. And, and it's weird to see Houston outside the playoff picture just because they always seem to go like 12-4 and four and get in as a division winner. But They always figure it out, right? Yeah, but there's not a lot of reason, honestly, when you think about it. I mean, there's no DeAndre Hopkins. Bill O'Brien seems like he's losing the locker room. Maybe there is reason to think Houston might not make it. I, I honestly think he's definitely lost the locker room. I don't really – the thing is, their their offense doesn't like the biggest thing that sticks out is obviously Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. and and then their running backs is is um, Duke Johnson and David jo- David Johnson. Yep. Then their receivers are um, Will Fuller, uh, Kenny Stills, Kiki and then and exactly, and then Brandon Cooks is your number one guy. Mm-hmm. But like. And, and then, you know, they have uh, Fellas as their tight 
and I just don't really, uh, I don't really know what sticks out about them anymore. Right. Like it, it's not like that they that tandem. Um, you know that stuck out. Um, DeAndre and Watkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that tandem always stuck out, but I don't see anything that sticks out to me about that team anymore besides Watkins. Um, not Watkins. Uh, yeah, Watson. Watson. I'm tripping. Oh man. Um, that's really gonna get them to the playoffs. You know. I, I agree. I feel that same way, that at first glance it just feels weird that Houston doesn't make it because they always seem to find a way, but I, I think there's a better case for two other teams in that division. Let's move to the okay. AFC West, Tyree, where Kansas City is expected to repeat as division champions. In fact, the only team that's predicted to have a better regular season with this collective Vegas sports book uh, that they put together, the only team that is predicted to have a better regular season is Baltimore. So Kansas City would be the two seed and win the West. And then it was really, really tight after that. You've got three different teams separated by maybe a game, although still well ways back from the Chiefs. The Chargers are the team picked to finish second, whether that be quarterbacked by Justin Herbert or by Terod Taylor. And then Denver and Vegas are predicted to win the same amount of games. Somehow Denver would get the tiebreaker criteria, but... Uh, Denver, based on that, would edge out Vegas for third in the division. Hmm. I wonder what makes the Chargers so attractive, to be honest with you. I think the Broncos made a lot of moves that made sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, they have a very good offensive coordinator in Pat Shermer. They have a lot of weapons on offense. It's just can Drew Locke be capable? And defensively, Vic Fangio does a great job as a, as a head coach. And Vegas, I thought, they have an idea what they want to be, and they've proved it in the draft. They've got a bunch of speed. I don't know what L.A. did to make to move the needle for me. I'm not sold on Herbert. I know they've got a good defense, but I don't know. I don't know if I if they did enough for me to say that they should be ahead of Denver and Vegas. Yeah, I don't. That, I think it was probably because, remember when the Chargers went to the playoffs and they faced, and they faced, um, they faced Tom Brady, mm-hmm. right? And that, that, that they have like basically the same roster, mm-hmm. they basically have the same roster. So I'm thinking they're, they're thinking of previous years when they were really good and Philip Rivers was playing well, but now you don't know if he's going to really be leading the pack. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't really, mm, I don't know, I don't know. I don't think that's going to be. It's going to be interesting. I'm actually very surprised that they have Las Vegas as low as they do. Yeah. I, I'm really high on the Raiders. I personally think the Raiders are going to go to the playoffs. You do? All right. I like that. I, yeah, they were, they were doing well last year until they just couldn't pinch it through. And I was rooting for them the whole time. Mm-hmm. But they, they just couldn't get that little push. But I think that Gruden has a better edge. Mike Mayock's getting better since General Manager thing. And I think that they have Good draft. They add good draft picks. They give Derek Carr another um, another weapon with Henry Ruggs. Josh Jacobs has another year. Darren Waller is a monster. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that team cannot go to the playoffs, yep. to be honest. They have a good enough roster. They, they really do. Um, and that defense is good, too. Yeah, yeah they are. That's going to be a fun division to watch, although I think we all agree Kansas City will be the one that runs away with the – uh, with the title, with the regular season title. How about in the AFC East, Tyree? You're going to love this because Vegas says the Patriots will edge out the Bills for the division championship. What? What? <laughs> huh? The stand, this, the, this is collectively Vegas Sportsbooks. They put together this uh, this list of predicting the NFL divisions and how they finish out this year. New England will edge out Buffalo. Both are going to go to the playoffs, according to Vegas. And then Miami will have the same amount of wins as the Jets, but will finish ahead of New York based on criteria. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd love this. Like, that, that doesn't even sound like, honestly. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's rearrange this, shall we? <laughs> I don't. No, 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 no. Who I think is, okay. Yeah. I love the. I, I think the Dolphins can can be number one personally. Mm. I really, really do. Okay. But, but, but I think Bills are gonna win it. Followed. This, this is a hot take, folks. Hot, right. hot take. 
think it goes Bills, Dolphins, New England, Jets. Okay. All right. That's a hot take. I, one I don't share with you, but I'd kind of like to see. <laughs> I'd kind of like to see it happen, but. Man, if, if you're this confident, you can make a make some. If you're, I don't know if you're a gambling man, but you might be able to make some money if you're right. Let me let me tell you something. I I'm pretty sure my anxiety would kick in by week 15 <laughs> if, if if it's not going as well as I think it is. So let's nope, don't want to do that. But I'm pretty sure that's how it's gonna go. You can't deny the Dolphins and the Bills got better, and the Patriots. The Dolphins, Bills, and Jets actually got better. The Patriots got worse. Yeah, they did. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on. I get it. You have Belichick. But at some point, you got to realize that the other teams, they can beat the Patriots. The Patriots were unstoppable last year. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bills could have won that game. They should have beat them. But, like, both times, they had a chance to beat them. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't get how they couldn't, but they didn't. Dolphins won. Dolphins always find a way to beat the Patriots mm-hmm. all the time. And Jets, if Sam Donald can just keep it cooking early on in the game, he can, they can win that game. That's what I don't get. They just so stuck on Bill Belichick being this all-time great because what if he did what he did with Tom Brady? But that doesn't mean he's going to do that with everybody. you got to look at it realistically here. Come on now. All right, all right. fair enough. Let's take our last time out. We'll get to the NFC. We'll break down those divisions next on ESPN-UP. Here's Tom from Donkers in the Delft. We really uh, appreciate all the support people have been giving us. Uh, our staff is really excited about seeing our customers again, and it's uh, it's been a really wonderful time uh, sort of regrouping and getting ready to open our shops and, and see everybody come smiling and in for some great product. Good food, good chocolate, good cocktails. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoop.
devil's advocate here, Tyree, because I haven't made up my mind who I think is going to win the North. I have an idea, but maybe it helps to talk through it. The <coughs> power index that came out yesterday had the Packers 15th overall, 15th of the 32 best teams in the NFL. And, you know, honestly, I thought that was really low for Green Bay because, yeah, they did not get better in the draft this year. At least they didn't get better in the short term. They got better in the long term. But this is still a roster that won 13 games and made it to the NFC Championship. I'm, they're not a bad roster, and I think a lot of people are are looking too much into what they didn't address in the draft without realizing Green Bay still got a good roster from last year. On the Minnesota side of things, I, I, I would – normally think that the Vikings would probably win this division. I thought they were going to last year. Like you said, their defense is outstanding. They're going to be outstanding again on defense, albeit a lot younger. They're going to have a lot of young guys in there. I think about their offense. You know, Kirk Cousins is never going to get the respect that he probably deserves. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Adam Thielen with no Stephon Diggs. And if Justin Jefferson doesn't turn into being the equivalent or better of what Stephon Diggs was, I don't know about that offense. Uh, that's that's my worry with Minnesota. I'm worried. I, I hope – I really like Justin Jefferson. I think he was better than Laquan Treadwell in college. I hope that he doesn't end up like Laquan Treadwell. But, I mean, Laquan, Laquan just, didn't, just didn't fit in. Yeah. Uh, he has a chance now with the Falcons. But I, th- I honestly think that that offense – they, they still remember they still have Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. who more more than thirty percent of that offense went through him. Yeah. So I don't see. I see what you mean as the like the passing game to be skeptical. They still have a decent, uh, have a great run game. Yep. Yep. And, and they're going to be run heavy this year. Exactly, and I think that offense. I think that offensive line was maybe a tad bit better than Green Bay. Yeah, so I could don't. Be. I don't know. It could be. Either or, they oh, yeah. have uh, Green Bay winning that division. Tyree says the opposite. That's our hot take of the day. That's definitely a hot take. I don't know if I'm going to get a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of praise with that one when I go around the UP, but sorry, folks. I got to give you one hot take. Come on now. How about in the NFC South? No surprises here, Tyree. Your Saints are going to repeat. Your Saints are going to repeat, according to Vegas, but... They're going to do so on tiebreaker criteria. Vegas collectively says that Tampa and New Orleans will have the same record in the regular season, but criteria will give the division to the Saints with Tampa getting in as a wild card. Excuse me? What? <laughs> what? 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 Come on. All right. That. Okay. I can say this. Bucks are always going to be a tough team. For some reason... They're always tough, no matter who they have. Mm-hmm. But now, that offense is scary. That offense is very scary. TV 12, Rob, um, Evans, who's arguably top five, top four receiver in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Godwin, an amazing upcoming receiver. Then you have um, OJ Howard. You have Cameron Bray. You have a rebuilding O-line. You just drafted... Um, Frederick, I think, is Frederick Wilkes um, in the first round. You, that offense is going to be killer. I guess, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up, too, because you insert Tom Brady, and here's the thing. I don't know if Tom Brady's going to throw for 400 yards a game like Jameis was last year, but I do know he, you know, Tom just does not turn the ball over. Yeah, and I get it. His last throw in a Patriot uniform was a pick six, but Tom is relatively really good at taking care of the football. Like, he very rarely turns it over. Jameis Winston, you know, the big number they want us to talk about is 30 because he was a 30-30 guy last year, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. The real number is 42 because he also had 12 fumbles. So Jameis was responsible for 42 turnovers last year. That averages out to two and a half a game. So two and a half times a game, Jameis is putting his defense behind the eight ball. I think that defense is a lot better than their numbers show. I, I I definitely agree. I think that Jameis put his defense in too many tough situations to get the best scouting or the best like analysis on that defense. And I thought the defense went put in like normal tw- uh, normal situations, like um, starting from twenty five and going all the way down. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I think they stopped they stopped a lot of offenses, and especially that Rams game. If you remember that, that was mm-hmm. a good game. So I think I think they have. 
I think they have pieces. I think they have a lot of great pieces. I think that team is going to do – I think the team is going to make the playoffs. Okay. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Are they going to be better than the Saints? <laughs> Come on now. No. But that's going to be a playoff-caliber team, definitely. The Bottom half of that division has Atlanta finishing ahead of Carolina. You like that? Uh, I kind of like the Panthers, possibly. Do you? Oh, see, last year the Panthers had so much. Um, the Panthers had so much going against them. Yeah. And then last year the Falcons had so much going for them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and then they just fumbled. Like they just fumbled the bag. They didn't get where they were supposed to. Everything looked like it was falling apart. Devontae Freeman was that running the ball right. Um, Matt Ryan was throwing interceptions. It's just like, what's going on? And I, I honestly, I feel like that's going to happen again. Right. I don't know why, but I have a feeling. Like, they're, gonna, they're still going to be a tough matchup in the division because they always are. Division matchups are always tough for some reason. And But I think, honestly, I think Teddy, Teddy B is going to be able to do something with that Panthers team. All right. All right. Looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Let's go to the NFC West, where Vegas collectively says that San Francisco will repeat. In fact, San Fran will finish as the number one seed in the NFC, according to these predictions, followed by Seattle, who will get in as a playoff team, then the Rams, and then the Cardinals. Man, I know we're both high on the Cardinals. I'm low on the Rams. I really am low on the Rams. I don't I'm very low on the Rams, yeah, too. I don't think that they are that good of a team. I don't think they got better this offseason. I don't think Jared Goff is the guy. Arizona, I thought, made a lot of moves to make themselves better. And I'm not ready to say they're going to be a playoff team, but I'm more confident in Arizona than I am with the Rams. I'm 110% more confident with Arizona. I think, I think honestly, Cardinals could win the division, possibly. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a, they have a true shot. Yeah. That's why I'm listening like, really? You think they're going to finish last? Come on, man. The, like, the Rams, the, the Rams, they don't really have much that sticks out, Mm-mm. you know? Besides besides Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, okay. And then, you know, Jared Goff signed him to this big contract, and then last year was horrible. Yep. And then now you don't have a new, you don't have a running back. You drafted Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to fill the role that Todd Gurley did. And your best receiver is Cooper Cup. <laughs> Who's a slot Who's mentally, who's a, a more of a, a better in, interior receiver? That's why I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it, man. I don't know why they're all so high. I think it's because of Sean. Probably. Probably because of McVay and the job he's able to do. And, by the way, Jalen Ramsey being one of the anchors on that defense. And they're fighting right now. They're fighting over contract disputes. He said he's going to report to training camp. But, I mean, still, yeah. they're, they, are, they are definitely not, have, they're not having the best time together. No. Uh, do you like San Fran repeating, though, and Seattle being a wild card? Yeah, yeah. Seattle always figures out a way to get in there. Yeah. Russell, as long as they have Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, that's going to be a good team. And then that, that backfield just got even better. Yep. They, now they have Carlos Hyde. They have um, Rashad Penny. They have uh, Big Carson. They have Travis Homer. Like, they have – weapons on that team mm-hmm. so i'm not surprised i'm not surprised honestly it'll be a toss-up who wins between um seattle and san francisco who wins that division to be honest yep just like it was last year let's go to the east here in our final couple of minutes together where vegas has the cowboys and the eagles finishing with the same record but the division championship is going to go to the cowboys based on criteria in fact tyree the power index had the Cowboys at number five out of 32 teams heading into this season. Uh, I don't know. That's That worries me. They, I, I think they've got the talent. They did last year to be a legit Super Bowl contender. Uh, <coughs> does Mike McCarthy make that big of the difference, though? Is, it, is he the guy who can make that jump? I, I mean, first of all, do you think that Dallas, providing Dak Prescott, does play, and I think we assume he will, uh, that they will win the division over Philly? <sighs> You ask a tough question. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think, I think Dallas, Dallas should win it. Mm-hmm. Dallas should win it. Okay. Now, now, I don't know if they're gonna, if they're gonna figure out a way to do that, mm-hmm. but they have so much talent on that team. Yep. And now Mike McCarthy is more, is more of a, uh, is more, is a better head coach than Jason Garrett, so maybe he'll be able to bring that together. Mm-hmm. 
That team should definitely that – t- that team should be up there. I get it. Now, I would rather have Carson Wentz than Dak Prescott. But, mm-hmm. I, but I think because of all the weapons and everything that's already surrounded, that, that's surrounding Dallas, that, the, that they will be able to win that division. I think so. By the way, they have the Giants finishing third and the Redskins at the bottom. The two teams with the best odds to go 0-16. I don't think Vegas is predicting either will, but the two teams with the most likely chance, the Redskins and the Jaguars. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't really... I don't have an argument. I, yeah, I like Ron Rivera a lot, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to need some time. Yeah. It's going to need some time to make that Redskins team for good. And I think Jacksonville is just slowly falling apart right now. Mm-hmm. I don't really – I don't even know if um, Leonard Fournette's going to be there. And I like him as a running back. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know what they're doing over there in Jacksonville. But I don't think they're going to be – no, they're not going to be a good team next year. I don't, I don't see it. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. With that, we are out of time. Great show today, my man. Always good having you here. Make your AirPods debut, so we appreciate <laughs> you being on, man. What else is coming up at ABC 10? You doing anything keeping you busy? Uh, we're just trying to find more sports, man. As more sports comes our way, we talk about it. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll be thinking about doing another sports trivia. Ooh. Just look out for it. So, Stay tuned. Look for that, folks. I'm excited to see. They'll always enjoy seeing those on ABC 10. That's it for us. Don't forget to join me again tomorrow, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. For Tyree Smith, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.